Welcome to our next edition of Adventures in Auditing. I am Chief Deputy Richard Yousey. I have a guest here today. Um, we're going to, so in the auditor's office. There's two divisions. There's an audit division and a property tax division. And we've done a lot of episodes so far on the audit division, but today we're going to talk about the property tax division. So today our guest is Pam. Uh, Pam, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Hi, my name is Pam Rivas, and I'm a an assistant tax um, for uh, Board of Equalization, and I help with the appeal process. And I've done this in this department for about going on seven years now, and so if you do have any questions. Um, I can help guide you through the, through those. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the, the Board of Equalization and their role in this is uh, every year, and uh, we're coming up on, in fact, if you check your mailbox here in Salt Lake County, you may have your uh, notice of valuation proposed tax changes in the mail now, your form. So on that form, you've got this market value um, for, assessed from the, the county assessor and Pam is one of the people that assists you when you're filing an appeal. If you say, Oh, my home's overvalued or perhaps undervalued and you want to pay more in taxes. But if it's overvalued, you appeal to the auditor's office as the clerk of the board of equalization to say, Hey, my home's valued incorrectly. Yes. So the board of equalization here at the auditor's office takes in those appeals. So we're actually the, this is where you would start. And we are the, we are the ones that keep track of putting your appeal into the system and letting that be the first process and then the second is that it would go down to our tax admin department that evaluates if you are have the minimum amount of evidence sufficient enough to keep going through the appeal process, which will then go to the assessor's office, and they'll look over your evidence, and then they'll, they will come up with their evidence, written evidence, to either agree or come up with their value to either stay current or they could possibly have a reduction. So so when you're when you're filing this appeal, what are you actually appealing? You're not appealing taxes owed. So what happens is the market value as of January 1st of current year shows what your house is currently appraised at um, in in your neighborhood, and what that does is, in turn, if if you're the resident, it would give you a forty five percent discount. So then you're only obligated on fifty five percent, which is what you would see on your proposed tax valuation, it says tax value amount, or tax, I'm sorry, taxable amount. 
And that would be your taxable value. And then below, you would see all your taxing entities that are in your district. And those taxing entities have their own dollar or taxable amount, tax rate, I should say, on there. And some of them may increase. And that is why you get this notice in July so they could put on public hearings in August, September, and that is where you would find that information. Yeah, so, so that notice evaluation has that information, you know, like you said there, Pam, at the top, what your property is valued at, um, if you have the primary residential exemption, that 45% discount, um, and then all the taxing entities underneath the tax rate, what that turns into real dollars. Um, so let's say... You know, my home, I, I like to do simple math. Let's say that the assessor says your home's worth half a million, $500,000. You live in a really, really large house, apparently. Um, but you think that it's, all, it's really valued at $450,000. So, so, so what's the process? How, do you, how does one file an appeal? So if you look at that and you, if you're looking at your taxes, I want you to really look at the, proper, at the market value. Then when you look at that market value and you go, there's no way I could, there's no way I could get $500,000 for this house. So what you're going to want to do, and if you know you can't get $500,000 for that house, you're going to want to file an appeal with the Board of Equalization. And in that process, you can either call our office, you can do it online, do it by email or by mail. And like I said, you can always come into the office or call us. And what that does is we're asking, when you do that, we're asking you to have evidence of proof that there's no way you can get $500,000 for that house. If, if, per se, you were to put it on the market. And so... The best bet would be to get comparables. And roughly, we say within a mile or two of your residence, showing that within the year, and, and, and the best consideration would be July of the last year and April of the current year, is what they take is best. That doesn't mean that we're not asking that you can't find some before or after. That's perfectly fine. Uh, what we're asking is the same similarity. Everything. We're looking for the same acreage, number of bedrooms, baths, the square footage. And that's what, that's what we're looking for for you to bring in as evidence. So I know a lot of people will call like a realtor and ask for, for their help in getting these comparables. Um, I know one thing is you, you can go online, the assessor's website, and see maybe what homes in your neighborhood are valued at. 
I I do that for my own home. I look at it and I go, yeah, my neighbor's home is valued a little bit more. It's bigger. They've got, you know, I'm I'm a rambler. They're two story. Yeah, it seems pretty pretty fair. But if but if I were to look at it and go, wow, my home's assessed way higher than my neighbor's. And you know, and that does occasionally happen. But as Richard said, yes, the assessor's website is a good place to go. Once you plug in your address or parcel number, it will take you to a screen. Um, and there's some options. I think it says adjoining um, values, um, neighborhood. And you can click on that, and it'll bring up everything in your area, which you can look at and see, are you being valued higher than your neighbors, or are you being valued low? And that is definitely, we want you to go to the website. We want you to look. Okay, so I, I let's say, back to my scenario, I filed my appeal. Let's say I did it online. So as you mentioned, there's four ways you can do it. You can do it online. You can drop it off in person. You can email it, or you can do uh, the traditional mail. Just know that stamps went up again this, about oh, a week no. ago. <laughs> no. So, um, but the only constant you can rely on is the postage going up. So I filed my my appeal. I put this information in. Then what happens to it? Like, what, what's the next step? So, and where when does it... you file the appeal, and it will go down to our tax admin office. And if it does not meet sufficient evidence, they can ask for more evidence, which will come back to our office. And these are called intent to dismiss letters, which on the letter itself will tell you what they're asking for. Um, so so if, maybe I didn't provide any comparables. Maybe maybe you didn't provide any com- or you only provided one. And in this scenario that you would see on the actual appeal form itself, it would say three to five um, comparables. So, so this is kind of your opportunity of, hey, you didn't fill this all out. If you want to continue with the appeal, this is what we need. Otherwise, we're going to consider it and incomplete and dismiss the, the appeal. In in this in this particular case, if you did not send any evidence at all, you would get that letter um, intent to dismiss. And on the letter it would show all those boxes of, you know, was it a sell a property, fee appraisal, comparables, uh, factual error um, cost approach. And you would have 10 days to respond to this. If in fact, you do not call our office or do not respond in that 10 days, it could go to a total dismissal of insufficient evidence and therefore, you would get a letter, a final decision letter from our office saying just that. Okay. So so let's say I, I did put that in. How, how long does it take to find out? Because um, the board opens for the appeals on August 1st, closes September 15th. 
Um, you can still appeal late, but human nature, everybody files there kind of towards the end in September. So maybe this is a loaded question, but it, it can take time to work its way through the process because, like you said, our office gets gets the, the paperwork. It goes to the tax admin office to do kind of an initial review, make sure all the documents are there. The assessor has an opportunity to say, you know, they're right. Maybe the value, you know, they've provided new information. Maybe it's, yeah, the home really only has four bedrooms, not five. We we thought there were five bedrooms. Um, so the assessor can stipulate and change change the value. Yes. But if the assessor provides different information or, or says, no, we, we think it was assessed right, then it goes to a hearing. And, and what do you do and what's your role there? When it's has gone through the process that you were just had just mentioned um, and it does matter of fact go to a hearing the appellant or owner who filed the appeal would receive a hearing notice which shows hearing date time when the hearing officer would contact you and a phone number that you had supplied on your BE1 appeal form when you initially appealed. That is sent to you and you make sure that fits your timeline um, and the hearing officer will contact you and go over the basically look at your appeal file and go over all the your evidence and the assessor's evidence and then they will come up with uh, their conclusion and they will in fact write their official hearing it's called a hearing officer record and that'll have all the information that they talk to you and you know, they would put in the, if you had any um, issues, in fact, uh, with it. Um, and they, they have the opportunity to either agree with the assessor or they could come up with a, a reduction that is totally um, in, their, in their right to, to adjust. So, okay, so we, we've had the hearing. And then the hearing officer makes their recommendation, and it goes to the Board of Equalization, which um, it's the, in this case in Salt Lake County is the County Council. And they typically, I mean, I've worked here for the county for a number of years. I've never seen them not take um, the recommendation of a hearing officer, but they, in theory, I guess, have that right to say, no, we're not going to accept this recommendation. But So your value, let's say it, go, it does drop from that in my scenario, the five hundred thousand dollars to four fifty, then the board of equalization accepts that. Then our office sends out a letter to the taxpayer, letting them know. And in that letter, does it tell them what their new taxes will be, or does it say contact? No. So the decision letter, let's in fact go to that scenario that it was five hundred thousand and it dropped down to four hundred and fifty thousand. The final decision letter is, in fact, 
going to be their final tax bill, um, especially if this is after November 30th when Which the final when, taxes are, when taxes are due. And so this really plays um, a big part in that um, the final decision. If there is a reduction, that would be your actual um, final tax bill. So if this is before November 30th, you get that um, reduction. That would be your new dollar amount. And if you do have a mortgage company with an escrow account, you're going to want to contact that mortgage company and let them know. Because otherwise, we only contact the owner of the property. We do not contact their mortgage companies and let them know about the reduction. So that's a big, big thing that you're going to want to want to tell them because they are going to send you uh, a mortgage, uh, um, an escrow, a new escrow, if they're still looking at that five hundred thousand. Um, so that final, that final decision in this particular case, you would either have the right to agree with that value, or if you feel like it still should be lower, you can file to the next um, appeal. State the Utah State Tax Commission, I'm looking for a word. Yeah, and, um, and that appeal actually, you you send your information to our office. So by statute, the county auditor collects all the information and passes that forward. Well, to that and the on reason the why we want to do that is because we have all your ta- we have all your appeal information with your evidence, with the assessor's evidence, with the hearing officer um, write up. So, and even on the letter, it says, please do not forward to the Utah State Tax Commission. You want to send that information to us. We will get it in the system. We will send all that information over to the Utah State Tax Commission to further appeal. Um, so you, you're not stuck with just that amount. You, you do have the right to appeal further. So an, another question that that came up quite often, and we were talking about that November 30th deadline, is, you know, we, we can have roughly 3,000-plus appeals, and if most of them come in close to September 15th, yeah, they're not going to all get heard by November 30th. But what happens if I, you know, that November 30th day rolls around, I need to pay my taxes, but my, prop, my hearing hasn't occurred? Do I pay yes. my taxes or not? Yes, I'm sorry about that. I should have mentioned that earlier about not all appeals are finalized by November 30th because we do get so many of them. Um, we really try to process more on the residential side it, to help that matter of the November 30th deadline. But we really, really try to try to stress the to help you, in other words, if you can afford to pay that amount, please pay that before the November 30th, just to avoid any penalties and interest yeah, charges. The county can charge you penalties and interest if you don't pay by November 30th. And let's say in my scenario, the County Board of Equalization says, no, your home really is worth 500000 Well, that's the amount of taxes that were due. 
November thirtieth. I don't want to pay penalty and interest. I mean, that's money that I could keep. So, but if I pay, and then after November thirtieth, the count, the board of equalization says, "No, your home really is worth four fifty. Do I get a check in the mail from the treasurer? So, let's say, in fact, we talked about that earlier, is that if if there is a reduction, and this did happen after November thirtieth, and you paid on the full five hundred thousand. You would see a credit on that decision letter, which, in fact, if you do not take it to the state, you would, in turn, give it at least 45 days to receive just that reduced credit amount, amount. Mm -hmm, that dollar amount. Okay, so um, hopefully this has been helpful. I I know we want to have this up before August 1st for people that um, want to understand the process, want to understand how to appeal. Um, Pam, thanks for for joining today. Is there anything else that you'd add about this appeal process? Well, what I would say is if you have, if you're a little bit anxious, scared about filing appeal, don't be. Please call our office and we will be more than happy to help guide you through this. Um, We'll try to explain as much as possible to make you feel at ease. And at least you're you're trying your best to help reduce your market value. Yeah, let's make sure that you've got evidence. Make sure, um, I mean, I think our office has big roles to make sure that uh, you feel like you've been heard. And you've had an opportunity to, to, to go through that process and to file the appeal. Yes, we appreciate we appreciate you taking your time to want to file an appeal, and we'll try to make it as easy as possible. Okay. All right. So uh, that concludes uh, this episode. Until next time, we'll we'll chat later. Mm-hmm.